This is Chris. And this is Andrew. And as always, welcome back to Video Games Cover to Cover. We're on chapter 74 total. And Chris, since you've been keeping me honest with this, do you know what part we're on on the overall? Or for, for Dragon Quest? 18 or 19, maybe? <laughs> Neither of us can ever remember. I didn't look this time because you keep saying that you look every time. It is 19, I believe. So I was just kind of hoping that you had this I'm, covered. I'm asserting that it's 19, and if I am wrong, then feel free to call me out on that, everyone. I feel like there's got to be some sort of repercussions if you are wrong. Well, they're calling going to call me out. That's the repercussions. No, there's got to be something bigger. I disagree. There's got to be some sort of punishment here. No. If we were going to start introducing punishments... You would have quite the backlog, so let's not do that. Uh, first of all, what, do you mean, what are you talking about backlog? And second of all, last time I checked, I've never been wrong. So you're saying punishments, but only for this one specific thing, not for any of the other things that might have ever happened? No, that's only if you get it wrong. What, where is your list of things I've gotten wrong? See, I knew it. You couldn't <laughs> think of anything. I knew it. No, I'm just letting you have this one. Well, that's because you can't think of anything, because I haven't been wrong yet, to my knowledge. Okay. Well, in order for me to be proven wrong, that would mean that someone would either have to call me out on a mistake, or one of us would have to actually look something up. And I don't think that's ever happened. Mm, all right, if you say so. People have called me out on what they consider a wrong opinion. But opinions cannot be wrong, only facts. Okay. And it is a fact that I've never made a mistake. <laughs> All right, well, that's the first thing on your list of mistakes right now. <laughs> I think we can all assert that that is incorrect. <laughs> anyway, so... Last episode, we finished up talking about Silvando and getting him back into the party. And now we're off to, well, immediately we're told as soon as we get on the boat, Dave decides to remind us that, hey, you know, you guys should really go check out what's going on up in uh, Zwardsdras. There's some weird dream people are having. Okay, well, I guess that's more important than saving the world. Yeah, oh, everybody has this same shared dream. Let's go up there and check it out. What? What are you talking about? None of this matters. Everyone has the same shared dream. Is it a nightmare? Are people, like, getting killed by this dream? What is happening? It's like a ring situation. You have the dream, and then seven days later, you're dead. Like, give, give us... Why should this be more important than the fight against the <laughs> Mortigan? It's like, oh, everybody's having the same dream. I guess we got to go check it out. Like, what? So, that is where we've got to go now. We're going to go ahead and head up to Zwardress. But on the way, something happens. 
specifically that sea monster that attacked the mermaid's town shows up and decides it wants to start some stuff with you and your ship. What are you talking about? Don't remember that? Because that's when the luminary falls off in the sage and stuff? Oh, that occurred. Oh, okay. I was confused for a second because that happens when you get there. I for for whatever reason I was thinking you you were under the impression this happened immediately. Basically like right around where you get to that I, I mean comparatively it happens immediately scene. because literally nothing else happens except you ride the boat over there and then this happens. Well, I I mean yes, but I was just the timing of it was a little off for me only because like my brain is is running a little slow right now. Okay. I'm really low, low effort and low energy. I mean, I'm putting in maximum. I, I, I was about to say you probably don't of, want to say on our podcast, but you know, I'm just not. I'm not putting any effort in today, guys. It's maybe not. Wait, it's maybe something you leave on your inside voice. I'm putting in maximum effort for what is available to me right now. If that makes sense. If it didn't make sense, then I don't know what to tell you. We can just not, we can just blame can it on the low you, in the low effort again. This week I am not sitting on the casino. I do want to point out that okay, you're right. I have made a single mistake. It turns out that Soma Saint Soma or whatever it is is not the pep up item. And it turns out even more annoyingly for me, you can't get that pep up item until post game so i'm gonna have to level to 99 the old-fashioned way why would you need to get all the way to 99 to beat the final boss that's going to be to beat like the super ultimate bonus boss in the post game are we gonna do that i'm just saying like if you're not gonna do that you don't even need to get that high yes i do if that's an option i'm going to do it okay i guess you can okay, I guess, me all you want, but I can get to level 99, and I'm gonna get to level 99. You know, Witcher was a lot more difficult to do because basically the only way you get any experience in that game is to do story level quests because the difference between experience is so massive, you're basically not gonna level up otherwise. So the number of story level quests you have dictates basically a maximum level that you can potentially get. However, from this game's perspective, I can level up to 99 whenever I want. So I'm going to. What level okay. are you right now? Uh, 46, I believe. See, I'm 54. I got, well, at, not... After this section, I'm now 54. And I'm rolling through. I mean, I'm just steamrolling everybody. And it's a good time. Monsters are running away from me again. I'm happy. <laughs> I mean, monsters are still generally running away from me at 46. So you're like super scaring them. Yeah. the When the big monsters are getting eaten, are getting chewed up by the horse, that's when I know that I'm like good. <laughs> If anything stops and fights you on the horse, you've made a mistake. Exactly. And then I have to level some more. 
And it's it's really not that difficult right now because, you know, at least after we get past all this stuff. But I do want to point out that not only is that not the pep item, but on top of hitting the jackpot, I have gone a little overboard with the tokens. I like how you say that as if it's some point of shame and not like something that you literally spend hours doing. How many hours have you put into the game right now? Last time you looked. The whole game? Yes. What is your save file at? Uh, I don't remember, but I want to say around like 30-something hours so far. That's impossible. There's no way it's that low. And then I'm... Uh, well, my first thought was... 30 hours? Bro, I have 120. Okay, I definitely hours. don't have that many. It's probably I know in like you the don't 40s have that 50s, many, but it's then. not 30. Well, I have 30 something. I was thinking like 38 or something, but still. Oh, 38 hours. There's no way. I'm pretty sure when I was at 76 hours, you were already up to 40 something. Okay, well, maybe I don't remember and I'll have to look next time. Actually, I guess I could look right now. You can look right now. And I expect you to because I want to know where we're at, respectively. <laughs> I'm sure it is like a half to a third of what you're at, though. Maybe a half. Well. I don't think it's no third. I do tend to fall asleep on the floor. <laughs> I love that that's just a and leave the recurring game. thing, though. That's, like, amazing to me. You don't understand how comfortable it is. I, you're right, I don't, because that sounds incredibly uncomfortable. Bro, people like sleep on the floor all the time you can make it comfortable okay. and you know what's really comfortable is the fact that i have basically a person-sized register in my office room okay you're right i was dramatically underestimating but as i look it's 66 hours okay dramatic that is a huge like i knew it i just said that I, i'm not denying you cutting I yourself over half well, no, 38's not over half, but it was not much well, more than Well, first it was 30-something, and then you upped it to 38. Regardless, yeah, okay, so I I significantly undercounted. And I will be okay, so that's the second mistake that you've made. I mean, only if I'm wrong about it being 19. No, you were wrong on the number of hours that you had. Right, because that, would that wouldn't be the second mistake. Well, okay, so we're going to find out real quick right now. It's going to take me literal <laughs> seconds to figure this out. Except now Windows decides to not respond. Are you kidding me right now, dude? Windows, you're killing me here. So it is, in fact, 19. So, so this is the first mistake. Congratulations, you've only made one. But I want to point out that I have essentially a person-sized register. And when you have a register that is basically the entire length of your body, and it's blasting out cool, refreshing air. But doesn't the register dig into your back? What? It's a circular register. It's amazing. I crawl up next to this thing, and when it pumps that cool air directly onto me, it is the most comforting thing, with the exception of probably more spiders than normal. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. More spiders than normal is more comforting than this? Well, I have a CPAP machine, so no spiders. When I'm down here sleeping on the floor, I don't bring my CPAP with me, although I probably should. 
Because I have CPAP for a reason. When I fall asleep on the floor. I'm not even sure what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about literally actual spiders. Well, yeah. You know that when you sleep at night, spiders can crawl into your mouth and you eat them when you're asleep. Oh, okay. So the CPAP, because you got the mask on, it's preventing you from eating spiders. Okay. I'm there now. Yes. And when I'm on the floor, I have to assume that some spiders occasionally crawl in. Okay. It all makes sense now. I when you start talking to the basket, like a spider slang for something that I like, I'm so confused. No, like actual spiders. Yes, yes. I don't want them to be there, but there's nothing I can do. Insects are do as insects do. You know, there's nothing I can do about that except occasionally eat them when they crawl into my mouth. Cool, cool, cool. While cool. I'm asleep, I'm not eating spiders on the spiders are not regularly crawling into my face, dude. I mean, not that you would be able to tell one way or the other because you're literally asleep. Well, yeah, no, I'm saying any other time. Any other time I see a spider, I'm like, ah, a spider. And then I deal with it in whatever way, manner seems necessary at the time. If it doesn't look like a particularly dangerous spider, I capture it and throw it outside. But if that spider looks like it's going to hurt me, that spider has got to go to the great beyond. <laughs> okay. I'm, Preferably not through sleep ingestion. But, you know, if it is sleep ingestion, it's still going to the great beyond afterwards. So you're just being more efficient because you're sleeping and killing spiders. <laughs> yeah, well, but... I don't want to think about that because that's you, terrible to think about. You started anybody, this. <laughs> anybody out there who isn't sleeping with a CPAP machine, just think about that when you go to bed tonight. Okay, so Preferably, you don't want to think about it, but you want to make sure everybody else does. <laughs> everybody else forget this ever happened because they're going to be like, cool, I'm never listening to this podcast again. But seriously, though, you're eating spiders in your sleep and you'll <laughs> never know. Happy Halloween, I guess. Oh yeah, this probably will come out near this. This will come out Halloween week. Everybody is constantly eating spiders in their sleep, <laughs> up to like eight a year. A year. I mean, I, I the only quibble I have with this is if you're saying eight spiders a year, that is pretty. That's a pretty big stretch from constantly eating spiders. That depends on how many spiders are in your house. If you got an old house like mine, that spider number might go up. I mean, I suppose eight would be the average, so some people are not eating any spiders at all. So I can't even tell you how many spiders my wife is eating because I'm not eating any of them. <laughs> so she's got to make up for your... They're eight. going up to the CPAP trying to get in, and they're like, oh, I can't do it. And so they go wait, wait, over wait, wait, there. Wait. So you're implying that the spiders are, like, committing suicide now? <laughs> I'm not saying they're committing suicide, but what they're doing is they're looking for a, a moist, warm place to attract insects. It just turns out that that happens to be a mouth, and then you chop down. It's like a Venus flytrap. When we're asleep, it's like a Venus flytrap. Something gets in there, and you just gobble it up. It's instincts. There's nothing you can do. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, we're supposed to be talking about a video game, not eating spiders. I really hope that nobody's arachnophobic that listens to this podcast, because that's going to be like real trauma for them. I really apologize for that. Retroactive apology for what we for what he just talked about. Here's the thing. For anyone who doesn't like talk about spiders, you just got to fast forward X number of minutes 
I'll put in there, if I can be bothered, <laughs> the number of minutes. But just know, this is Halloween and spiders potential. Right. So, off that subject, the giant fish monster emerges when you get your boat close and does the whole, oh, who's daring to, you know, travel in my ocean? Is it really your ocean, man? That feels a little much, but I guess he is big and super strong, but all the I other- I say, he's, he's the biggest creature we've come across so far, so as far as I'm concerned, if he says it's his ocean, we don't really have but much of But he doesn't seem to have a problem with, like, the other stuff that's in the ocean, so he's just really out to get us. What other stuff in the ocean? Like the the monsters that keep showing up, which I mean, I guess that makes sense because he's, he's obviously a, a monster and he's controlling the ocean. Right, which is what I was just saying. Like, I mean, that part makes sense. Yes, but he's out for flesh. He says that numerous times. I can't imagine what the folks in Honolulu are thinking right now. But as you go there, or wait, Lonolulu, Lonolulu, or whatever yes. they call it. As as you go there. Uh, obviously, the the party tries to attack him, but turns out he is invincible using the power of the orb that he's been given. Well, specifically, he's invincible to the old guy. Rab uh, does his pearly gate attack. Okay, yeah. So then he's like, "Well, if pearly gates won't break it, I don't think anything will." I'm like, maybe slightly thinking highly of yourself there, Rab. But uh, I mean, that's probably. Well, did fair. he have us do pearly gates, or did he have us do solar flare? Because I can't remember. He I might have had it was us just, do I both. I think it's just pearly gates, but. Well, yeah, but see, that's the thing. You are right there. It's like, are you kidding me, Rab? You really think that much that you're so awesome that you? If I can't hurt it with my super special skill, like screw you, bro. I'm the luminary, allegedly. I mean, allegedly is an important distinction here, as we've established, because let's be real. Like, how dare you at least get let somebody else have a turn? That seems pretty unfair. But, Why don't we have Hendrick go slash it up a couple of times? But it doesn't really matter, because uh, at, before the party could do much else, he basically slams into the ship and makes the, whole, the boat rock, and this is going to blow everybody's mind. But the rest of the party manages to hang on to the deck, but the luminary gets thrown overboard. What an absolute surprise to everyone. The luminary gets knocked off the side and basically dies. Yeah, the luminary takes a bad fall and everyone else is okay. I, I know this is truly not something you ever would have guessed based on what's you happened in this You show game. up on this island map and there's nobody there. And it's like, cool, so the Luminary's dead. And then you get there and there's this shapeshifter that's like, hey, this isn't heaven. Uh, it also isn't hell. And I'm like, okay, are you going to tell me what's going on as you sit there and change faces? I mean, that's... that's, that's uh, and it's interesting because you like sit down. He, the, the shapeshifter, is sitting on the roof of the only building that's in the area, and invites you to come like fish with them. So you grab a fishing pole and you sit down, and he's like, "Oh, I'm guessing you don't. This this form doesn't mean anything to you." And it just starts like tapping on its own head, and each time it changes into things. Oh, it's a dog now. Oh, it's you know a a mer person. Oh, it's the lady that helped Eric. Well, and that's the thing. She was the lady that helped Eric at, in the very first place, so it was very clear that it was the seer. Right, yeah. I mean, 
But she does go through several forms before then, which I thought was pretty funny. Except apparently... Oh, well, wait, we're not at that part yet, so never mind. <laughs> so the seer tells you some stuff about... Well, she does mention help, having helped Eric, but also that, you know, oh, you're worried about not being the luminary anymore. I, well, the, that kind of... She doesn't even know who Eric is. She's like, oh, by the way, I'm the seer. We probably haven't met. I think I've helped one of your companions before. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Eric, maybe? Eric's such, wow. a memor- Eric's such a memorable guy that she definitely didn't have to stop and think about that or anything. Thanks for pausing the entire story to take a dump on Eric for a minute. I mean, I feel like you'd be happy about that, though, given your past history with Eric. Like, what the heck? That you would I enjoy. Know, I don't. I don't care, but at the very least, she should. At least she should remember the people that she supposedly helped. Oh, yeah. I've met a couple people before. I've helped them out. I don't really remember who they are. I told this person specifically to seek you out, but I don't remember who they are exactly. (laughs) Oh, cool lady. Did you send Mortigan my way too? Like, what is wrong with you? She's a very busy lady. She doesn't have time to remember every single person she gives cryptic advice to. And then she goes, listen, you feel like you've lost something. I'm like, okay, this is clearly turning into the Matrix. She's (laughs) like, you're... You still have it within you, but you're not ready. Cool. Okay, so I guess I'm Neo now. She's like, you you are not ready to accept if you are the one. I need you to bend this spoon before you can go anywhere. No, Seer, I'm pretty sure I am ready. I don't know if you're aware of this. I've been on this quest Mortigan for a while. Has just killed the life tree. I'm ready. Or I guess more specifically, whether I'm ready or not, I don't really have a lot of choice. And she's like, you still have it within you, but you're just not ready to accept your destiny. What? Okay, so this, this, this game has just taken literally dialogue from every single like show it. It's just basically, (laughs) this is basically ready player one, the game. I mean, that seems pretty insulting to Dragon Quest, I'm just saying. You just have an, uh, just an irrational hatred for that. Oh, I wouldn't say irrational because I think you said that guy's like a prick or something, but you just, just hate that, that book and movie so much. I, I do not care for them. I won't disagree with that. I don't know what I was going to say. I feel like irrational hatred is taking it a little far, but... Well, I mean, I was just making a joke, and you were saying that's an insult to Dragon Quest, so it seems like there's a pretty huge disdain there, because we've taken a dump on this game for, like, the past three episodes. I'm just... Here's the thing. I didn't think the movie was that bad. I'll admit, I never saw the movie because I didn't have any interest in it, but I did not enjoy the book. I know, and you didn't even bother checking out the movie, even though it was basically all of the coolest stuff ever. There's a (laughs) Gundam in it. But that's why I have issues with it, but I don't want to go into that again. I know that's why you have issues with it, because he basically takes it. But that's what this game is doing. This part is Neo. The other part is Frozen. 
Every single thing that we've come across in this entire game is basically just another story told in a slightly different way. I mean, sure, Ready Player One is is straight up like ganking them, but they had to pay the licensing for those rights. So on some level, the original creator, maybe not the book, but at least from a movie standpoint, like they have to pay for those rights to be able to have those things in the movie. So on some level, the creator did get, at least from a movie perspective, they did get their due. I would have to, I would hope. I haven't done a ton of research on the movie. All I know is I enjoyed it. That's fine. I, I mean, you're certainly allowed to enjoy it. I just don't. It, it's not just that there's a bunch of things in there, but that's that's not. It's that it's a bunch of shallow, meaningless things that are just there to make you point at it and go, "Hey, look how cool that is." And it doesn't really, like, oh, okay, there's a Gundam in it. Why? Because I thought it would be cool to have a Gundam. Like that. That's why I have an issue with it. But not be, because he's he's not doing anything with it. It's just there to be. Hey, look at the cool thing. And then what else? Ninety percent of the out- movie. Mecha Godzilla, Andrew. Okay, well, Mecha Godzilla's only there because he thought that was cool too. Is my point? Like, there's no reason for these things. Well, the reason is because he's a big evil corporation and he's trying to take over the this planet thing. So he turns into Mecha Godzilla, and then they take Mecha Godzilla out with a Gundam and they drive around in a DeLorean. You're right. But from my perspective, that doesn't mean it isn't enjoyable. Yeah, it can be enjoyable. Like I said, I'm not. I'm going to see a DeLorean on the big screen. Probably never. Like I said, you know, you're more than welcome to enjoy it, and I'm not saying that you're or anybody else is wrong for liking it. I just it bugs me because it's all just a bunch of shallow stuff, and you know, and that you're welcome to like whatever you like. Like any any time I have an opinion, if I didn't like this thing, that doesn't mean that like anybody who did is inherently wrong like you were talking about earlier i'm not it's an saying that I, I didn't say that i was just saying that you you hate the movie that's it oh, there's okay a, if there is a gundam in this game then you have to irrationally hate so here's the thing no if there's a gundam in the game and there's not a reason for a gundam to be in the game other than isn't it cool there was a gundam in the game okay but the luminary what's the reason for there being a luminary just to take out the darkness? Well, isn't that basically just Neo? The only reason Neo exists is because the machines make a gigantic, like, human factory. Okay, but then Neo is relevant to the plot in a way that, like, maybe the Gundam isn't a great example since it was apparently used for, like, Mechagodzilla, but, like, why is Tracer there? Why are, like, all of these million other things that are there? Like, almost all of them are there just because it's a cool thing that you remember. You being the audience remembers, not because there's a reason for it to be there. Well, so I'll I'll disagree with you on one fact. I think a lot of the things are there, at least from a world standpoint, a lot of those things are there because people wanted that as their avatar. And you, 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 you would definitely know, like, if there was such a thing as like the Oasis in the real world now. And they become that like it got basically second life, but like virtual reality and everybody flocked to it and they became like a multi trillion dollar. Like apparently they have all the money in the world like this company does. You know that people would be paying out the nose to be able to become like Tracer and stuff like it, it would definitely people would do that. Well, 
I agree with you that I think that that's a stupid reason. But if we lived in a society where like that was a real thing, people would totally do that. I would totally do that because I'd pay out the nose just to be Neo or John Wick or pretty much any character that Keanu Reeves <laughs> plays. Because Peter I've Logan. said it before on almost every episode at this point, and I will say it again. Keanu Reeves is amazing. I mean, yes, there's no argument there. Keanu Reeves is fantastic. I would pay massive amounts of money to be Neo and like walk around and be like, yeah, I'm totally Neo right now. I would definitely do that. Well, I agree with you that it, it does feel like it's only there just to be there. On some level, I kind of get that it's like, that's exactly what people would do, though, if they were in that situation. They would 100% do that because I would. Whether that's a good reason or not, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're probably right that yes, there is that people would would pay to do things like that. Although I would argue that that's I would agree, like you were saying, that that's probably not a good reason for that in the context of the movie or book. More, it's even more than that, though. It's like you know, oh, the solution to all these puzzles happened to be these '80s movies that I was obsessed with, and you know, the characters obsessed with because me, the author, was obsessed with it. Like it, it that kind of thing. It's like. Nobody's well, gonna that make is billions. very shallow, and it speaks to the artist on some level, on a, on a big level. That is incredibly shallow. Well, that's what I mean. Like the idea that this, you know, trillion dollar company or whatever would leave itself to the person who knows, you know, like a random quote from Indiana Jones and crap like that. Like, come on. I didn't see Steve Jobs going out there being like, "I'm gonna leave Apple." to the person that solves a puzzle in these random iPhone games. That right. You can it, it, exactly. Like, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> that's what I mean. I mean. Like, it's all there just to, like, tickle the, the make the reader excited. Oh, I remember that thing. Like, I'll that's the entire say that the premise of the movie is stupid. I agree <laughs> with you there. But it is really cool to see those characters on screen. I mean, yeah, it is a, it, it's a nice nostalgia hook. Like, I mean... Don't get me wrong. I'm a everybody can enjoy a good shot of nostalgia. I just don't like it because that's all the movie is is intending to be in the book is just nonstop. Ooh, here remember this thing. Remember this thing. Remember this thing. And like that's in the end, that's the point of the story. Not any like the story is just an excuse to make you think about other things that I like better. You know what I mean? Well, so not necessarily because the the story from a basic standpoint is all about good versus evil, just like any other story is. You have a bad guy basically trying to take over this thing that everybody loves, and you have this band of, of quote-unquote heroes that are fighting against them. I mean, that's the basis of the story, and then it, there's just a bunch of random stuff, I, nostalgia bombs all over the place around them. But from a base standpoint, the story is basically just, this guy is bad, and I'm trying to stop him from taking away the thing that people like. At least that's what I would argue the base story is. But this has this has to nothing say, to do with Dragon. Which again, as as much as I could go on about this for a while, we really should probably talk about the thing that we're here for. Well, do, if you'd like, we could start talking about Ultraviolet next. Oh, I mean, well, no, you can start talking about Ultraviolet, and I'll just sit here and enjoy because I barely even remember that movie. But I I remember your opinions on that movie significantly more than the movie itself. The only thing that I remember from that movie is the absolute stupid most unbelievably absurd cgi that i've ever seen in a movie ever 
And I could, it literally blew all of my immersion away because of that one scene. Like, you didn't even need it. The entire premise is she's on a motorcycle. Riding up well, the, the side of the building. Well, the was afraid of motorcycles. So they didn't, they basically, they CGI'd her on a motorcycle on the side of this it's building. It's funny that you say that because that's literally the only part of the movie I remember, too. Yes, because it's so bad. Because the rest of the movie was just like this ultimate CGI fest of like, I think they had like somebody with like hands for feet and like the glass or the grass that was on the ground was like blades or something. I may be confusing it with Aeon Flux. I don't know. Those movies are very similar, I guess. (laughs) All I know is the entire movie was just like, boom, CGI, CGI, CGI. And then they have like this cardboard cutout of a motorcycle that they just have whooshing by on the side of a building. And it's like, okay, if the actress is scared of a motorcycle, 100%, don't put her on a motorcycle. We already learned our lessons from Stanley Kubrick, like traumatizing that poor actress from uh, The Shining. The Shining. Like, don't do that thing. But here's the thing, just remove the motorcycle bit or i don't know maybe like do a car instead like or, a convertible or because a stunt if double, a which, motorcycle yeah. is on the side of a building a car could be just as believable or again like use the stunt double and just don't have it be like right up on her face yeah like duh i it, i was just sitting there like you have got to be kidding me I think the only movie, because I don't even remember particularly bad special effects or whatever, because literally I remember nothing about that movie other than just there was a bit where they ride a motor or she rides a motorcycle off the side of a building. That's literally it. But because it was so terrible, that's the only thing you remember for the movie. Because you're like, this is memorable of standing out for being bad. To you, it just stands out. But to me, it's like, no, that's why the movie was literal human garbage. I couldn't enjoy almost any movie in existence. The, the, but like that, just don't have that in the movie. The movie that always stands out to me when I think of special effects that completely ruined it for me and like threw me out of the movie was the King Kong movie that was relatively recent, the one with like Jack Black and stuff in it. Because there's a scene where they're running away from dinosaurs and I have never seen a scene that looks more obviously like they're running away from a green screen. Like it was so like they were flat and the dinosaurs were flat behind them and stuff. And I'm like, this is how did you do it this badly? (laughs) Especially for a recent movie. Right. And for, you know, a movie with that level of budget, it's like, there's no way this was the best you could do. There's there's no way. You know what took me out of the immersion is when I went from Tron legacy to watching the original Tron. And I was like, Wait, what? I understand that in like 1980, whatever, that it was revolutionary for its time. When did the original Tron come out? I was going to say it was like even maybe even like the late 70s. It was really early. I understand that it was revolutionary for its time. But when you go from Tron Legacy back to Tron, it's like, why did this get a second movie? Uh, I mean, to be fair, it was like 30 years later. I understand. <laughs> don't don't get me. Wrong. I get it. 
No, no, no. I mean, However, like, when you're talking about getting a second movie, like, that's long enough that people who grew up thinking the original movie was super cool are now the ones who get to make decisions. That's how it got another movie. Okay, so what you're telling me is all of this, there's a lot of anime out there that never got a second season that, from my perspective, really should have. And what you're telling me is that when I grow up, someday, people like me are going to be like, hey, Trigun needs more content. Maybe. Well, they actually have made several movies since then, so... There, there you go. It is funny, though, because like I, 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 I just did a search for the release date of Tron, which was in 82, actually, so you were right, early 80s. But people also search for the second thing on that list is Ready Player One. <laughs> Wait, but why? I don't know. Tron isn't even in Ready Player One to my, if I... I don't even remember it being in there. I obviously wouldn't know, since, like I said, I didn't see the movie, but, like, I I don't know. But I just thought that was interesting. It's not like they have one of those bikes, and they go... I don't even remember it having anything, which was actually, from my perspective, somewhat of a surprising lack of. I would have expected some Tron stuff to be in there. They probably didn't get the licensing or whatever, and that's probably why it wasn't. I mean, I don't know, because wasn't there some other Disney stuff in it? Tron was Disney? Yeah. What? Tron is in, some, is in uh, I think, Kingdom Hearts 2. I don't know if there was Disney stuff in it. I mean, maybe there wasn't. I don't know. But, yeah, Tron was Disney. Disney isn't, like, they're not super excited to throw their intellectual property around. So I would be surprised if, if there was. If anything, there might have been, like, a hint to it, like having a something in the background. But I don't remember a Tron-type thing unless her no because her bike from the movie was i'm pretty sure it was from akira i know you wouldn't know because you didn't see the movie i'm just thinking to myself i don't remember seeing a tron thing in there and that's not to say that the original tron i i actually watched the original tron and i was like okay i can totally see why people like this there were definitely parts of it that were just so slow although a lot of movies from the 80s there are parts that it's just like uh, Can we just move on, please? There's a pretty much any horror movie ever. There's a there's a Tron poster in his childhood home in the Oasis. I, I'm looking it up because I was trying to figure that out while we were talking about it. Also, and I guess this is in the book, and I've just forgotten. I don't know, but they play a Tron video game at one point from the '80s because, of course, they do. Well, I know that they play. I know that they play a bunch of Atari games, but... Yeah, one of them is a Tron game. And it, that's not even on the screen for, like, more than a couple seconds, I don't think. Ready Player One is the ultimate movie for the sorts of people who are going to make, like, wikis and do lore dumps. Or, like, the um, people like, you know, the, the people who make, like, lore videos on YouTube and things like that, because that's, like, what it is. Like, it, it, it feels like it was custom made for people that get really into that sort of thing. And, you know, that's awesome for them that I'm glad they have something that they can really enjoy seeing all the references and stuff. But it didn't do anything for me. But now we've <laughs> solved the Tron mystery. We, we know. <laughs> I actually, I enjoyed Tron Legacy. I did too. I really, really like... um I oh, like wow. Tron. How can I say I really like him if I don't even remember his name? Oh, geez. The dude. Oh, Jeff Bridges. Yes. Uh, how could I forget his name? I really like Jeff Bridges. My mom apparently, like, really hated Jeff Bridges, and I don't know why. I never got a good reason That's on that. interesting. 
I know. I don't understand why. <laughs> I like Jeff Bridges is so cool. She also refused to watch Willy Wonka because she absolutely hated that dude. The, Gene Wilder. Okay, I was about she to say Gene Wilder. Hated Gene Wilder. That's interesting, man. I don't know. I, that's the first person I think I've ever heard of who hated Gene Wilder. She hated him so much. Okay. Because I was like, oh, cool. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. She's like, change the channel. Boom. I'm like, what? That movie's so good. And she's like, yeah, I hate Gene Wilder. Like, okay. (laughs) Whatever. I'm going to go watch it upstairs then, I guess. Oh, okay. (laughs) Apparently, Gene Wilder scorned her at some point. How or why, I don't know, but she Gene did not Wilder, like Jeff Bridges or Gene say, Yeah, Wilder. Gene Wilder and Jeff Bridges worked together to ruin her day at some point. <laughs> she tried to get their autograph, and they were like, they were just like D-bags that day or something. Like, I don't know. They might be D-bags all the time. I don't like to look that up because I then just get disappointed when I found out, find out people are just terrible. I just try to avoid getting particularly attached to any specific people for that reason. I mean, here's the thing, though. From any celebrity's and, and perspective... We, and we say that. But here we are constantly talking about how awesome Keanu Reeves is, so we're clearly not perfect about... But that's because there's so many stories about him being awesome. What I'm saying, though, is from a celebrity standpoint, like any celebrity can have a bad day and have a bad experience with a fan. Like I totally get it. I mean, here's the thing. When you have people coming up to you constantly and they're like, I want a picture, I want this, I want that or whatever. It's like they're just trying to live their lives. They're just trying to go about their day. Like they have meet and greets for stuff like that. Like if they're sitting down in a restaurant, like I could totally see somebody being like like a jerk when it's like, dude, I'm just trying to eat. Please leave me alone right now. It's like, come on. I understand you saw me from that thing and you really like it. I really appreciate that. That's amazing. But like, dude, I'm trying to eat. If anyone (laughs) interrupted food for me, bro, I don't know what to tell you. Heads would roll. They'd be like an SSJ situation. I'd be like, like down the taco, just like go crazy. There's, I, there's nothing I can do. You bite into that taco show and it's like a crunch so hard. It like blows out the windows. Yeah, man. It's like from those Taco Bell commercials where, like, you I'm pretty sure that they've had a commercial like that. It's like the crunch. (laughs) And then it, like, the windows shatter in your car or something. That is going to happen if you interrupt me while I'm eating. I need people to to understand that. In the future, if anyone ever comes up to me while I'm eating, don't, don't do this because I don't actually have these powers. And, like, I'm hungry. I am a hungry guy. It's, I'm hungry, man. I want to get my food. We're, we're both chubby and we like to eat. Let's just be. I love food, man. I love it. It's so good. Man, Dragon Quest. What were we even doing? <laughs> we were heading over. To, I, I was about. Bro, this whole episode is gone. I was about to remind you that we really need to get back on task. Oh my gosh, dude. This entire episode is gone. Bro, we got to power through this. What happens? Okay, we go to the place. We get the dream. We're like, oh man, that dude's from Dundershow. We go to Dundershow. We get to Dundershow. That guy is like a bad guy. We kill that guy. And then we go out and we get Jade. And let's talk about Jade now. Well, I mean, slow down slightly. (laughs) He wasn't a bad guy. It was the old (laughs) king. That's kind of important. I know. 
so 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 we get we get to that place and we all have the shared dream together and rab is like oh we gotta go to dundersill and we gotta figure this out that and was, i'm like that was definitely dundersill armor i'm like bro i figured that out too but you know what else we gotta go do get to octagonia and get jade and you know what they do to you, Andrew? They don't even let you get Jade yet. I know. You got to go to Because I walked all the way up there, and Rab's like, no, we got to figure out this Dundersill situation. Okay, screw you, old man. Your time is past. I'll figure all this crap out later. I'm sorry. Which one of us is the Luminary again? <laughs> well, not me. And, and here's the thing. After you get off the ship, the Luminary allegedly tells the entire party about this. He tells the whole story. And Silvando goes, You went fishing? Met a ghost? And they turned into a dog? Bro, that is what you got out of this conversation? <laughs> Silvando's just taking I'm a list. I'm still of the Luminary, and I just gotta have some existential crisis, so I'll become the Luminary again. And you're like, You met a ghost. And you turn it turned into a dog, and you went fishing. Like, are you kidding me, Silvando? So when when Silvando hears a story, he just sits there and takes notes about things to add to his bucket list. That's all he ever gets out of any story. I'm like, how is that all you got out of this conversation, Silvando? How? And since this game just loves to have immediate satisfaction on any story level element they give you. The first thing we do is go to Dundersill, and even even though I know because I'm past it, right here I'm like, cool, I'm getting my luminary powers back, I guess. It's the only thing I can think of. I'm going to go there, I got to get my luminary mojo back, and then I'll be able to take care of Jade. But it's like, all I want to do is go get Jade. How the luminary got his groove back? Yeah, I do not care about this at all. All I'm going to do is get beaten up and go into a coma again. Like, that's all I'm good for. Yeah, like, it doesn't even matter because everyone else is significantly better than me anyway. So you get all the way there and you 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 start hearing voices about how, oh, you specifically once you get there, Rab's like, yeah, I th I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Are you going to tell us, Rab? Well, no. Okay, so he proceeds to, to like, take you into the dungeon of Dundersill, and it's like, Rab, what are we doing here? Way, way down, yeah, down in the sewers, and you're like, cool. <laughs> and then you hear this voice, because we come across whatever this, this creature thing is. This spectral knight, and you, you have to fight the knight, and then... <gasps> Shock, like I said a couple minutes ago, it turns out it's your dad. Except, I want to point out, this Silvando goes, Hey, whose voice was that? And Rab says, We don't have time to worry about that. We need to deal with Erwin. More spoiler alerts, it turns out that's clearly your mom. Yeah, like... Who is Rab's daughter? And who he apparently couldn't recognize even though he recognized and now suddenly the fact that this random knight inherited the crown instead of his literal daughter makes a lot more sense because clearly he was a lot closer to this guy than he was to his own daughter 
I've refused to believe that he didn't recognize his own daughter's voice. There is no way that he's the ultimate king of destiny and he doesn't even remember his own family's voice. You have got to be kidding. Rab, you are the absolute worst. So we basically get to replay. We we beat up Erwin and the luminary gets sucked inside his magic you know, vortex. Again, total shock that once again, the luminary is, you know, forcibly removed from the rest of the party. And the whole party does not come with us. It's just the Luminary. Like, are you kidding me? But, so, now we're going to relive the day that the monsters attack and destroyed the country. Which was actually pretty cool. Yeah, no, I mean, I was a little more invested in this than the stuff with Rab. I mean, the stuff with Rab in his Switch exclusive content was kind of neat and, you know, heartwarming. But, like, this one, I was a lot more interested in actually seeing... This happens since it's an event that's been talked about repeatedly throughout this game. We also get to see the king of Heliodor get possessed and become evil. Well, even well before we do that, they all play this massive like prank on Erwin because they're like, "Hey, so the Luminary is clearly the Dark Spawn, and we're gonna have to kill him." And Heliodor King is straight up like, we're going to kill your son. We want you to do that. And Erwin's like, bro, I will throw hands right now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, and the other yeah, we, two kings. We just had to check Sultans, to make sure you were. Well, yeah, the other two kings are like, cool. We just wanted to make sure that you would do anything to protect the Luminary because he's the most important. And the Sultan's just sitting there like, Oh, yes, 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 yes. I knew that the whole time. Like, they clearly didn't even tell that guy. I feel bad for him. Yeah, he had to be sitting there like, this is incredibly uncomfortable. Who said anything about killing the kid? What's going on? He's like, uh, guys, um, what was that? We're not going to, we're, uh, we're not going to kill this kid, can, can, are we? Can I vote no? <laughs> Please? And I will say, though, I am less mad at the king of Heliodor. However, hey, Heliodor and King, since you remember everything about being possessed, maybe you could have mentioned killing my father. I, mean, I, I feel can, like that could have come up. I can see not wanting to mention that simply by virtue of things are already pretty awkward, but yeah, it would have been nice to know. But like, I, It's going to be real awkward when I go back there and be like, hey, buddy. So you murdered the king of Dundersil while being possessed is Mordigan. Kind of funny how you left that little tidbit out. But yes, I will say to to the game's credit, we did definitely get more context on that, and it did make the king seem a lot less terrible in the way you were talking about before. Well, because the king was totally on your side. Although here's the thing. He could have been a lot more bubbly about the luminary yeah, back when we I were in the <laughs> camp. When I was also about to say, <laughs> when we had that uh, meeting and he was talking about killing the Luminary or whatever, I was about to be like, wow, you were terrible way before Mordigan. I totally see Chris's point. And then he, and then that turned out to be a joke. I'm like, you're still kind of terrible. Yeah. Like, buddy, you still kind of suck. And here's the other thing. You could have been like way bigger with your apologies inside of that camp if you realized I was the good guy the whole time. 
You should have been groveling at my feet, bro. You let yourself be possessed by Morgan. And you killed my dad and tried to kill me for like a decade. Boy, am I going to have words with that man when I get back. Except we won't because the luminary doesn't speak. But he's going to glare at him really suspiciously. And nod his head approvingly. Because that's what the luminary does. He's like, gives him the rock look. (laughs) lifts his eyebrow and then he nods his head and his hair waves a little bit and then it's like oh you've told the entire story i'm like okay cool i still choose to believe he's doing a mario i know we've talked about that but i I, i'm going to continue to believe that you can believe that all you want i choose to believe that i'm like going in and just like blasting about just i'm the luminary i am the dark spawn I'm telling everybody no. I'm getting like real mad at everybody. That king's gonna be like, hey, do you wanna help me out? Like, no, I don't. I hate you. Extremely. I'd no. like to pretend that my luminary's going up and like full on slapping the king in the face. I mean, like, what are you gonna do about it? I'm the luminary. Last time I checked from a Yggdrasil standpoint, I am higher on the rung than you, bro. I'm the freaking luminary. Even you recognize how special I was before. I just pull on, just slap him right across the face. That's what I'm doing to the king constantly. And then my mom's running in and she's like, no, don't do that. Stop slapping him in the face. And I'm just like, just slap, 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 like front hand, back hand, front hand, back hand. She's like, I thought you were going to be nice to the king. I'm like, that guy's a total dick. Boo, 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 boo. Extremely, and you were saying you're talking about how your luminary, you know, just made a scene and didn't get violent or destructive. And now look at you. <laughs> this has escalated dramatically. I don't like that guy. Everyone else, I'm super nice to, but that guy sucks. His apology sucks. He killed my dad. He tried to kill me. He tried to kill his own daughter. Well, that I, I would say I don't think he actually tried. That was to do Hendrick. That. Yeah, that was that was Hendrick on his own, just deciding that this didn't matter. <laughs> Which is good, which makes for kind of an awkward thing, but you know. Oh man, when we go see Jade, hey, uh, about that time I said I was going to murder you. Listen, I'm with the Luminary now, all water under the bridge. You know, the king tried to kill the Luminary, he moved past it, so let's just move past this. Uh, So once you get sucked in there and you find out all this exposition from the king and everything that we've... And, and you finding out that your dad was murdered, then you you fight this thing that was basically sucking away at his despair. I think it's sl- either, do you beat it first and then it like wins or something? It's definitely, it gets you in a state where you're about to die. And then surprise, surprise, oh boy, it's time. The seer's like, now is the time for Luminary. And then <laughs> pff, you go Super Saiyan and you're like, blasted in the face and it's like no luminary and then you like just blast out of your dad and you're like look at me in my awesome light and then everyone's like whoa did you see that guy he's the luminary again and everyone's like yeah and then i look back at my dad and i'm like bro i'm like giving him the fist bump and everything and then my then my mom is like i love you dad Irwin, it, you're the it's best. It's important to Let's... clarify at this point, we're talking about your the Luminary's birth bomb, not your 
not the mom that you've been calling mom this whole time, like running in from across the map going, <laughs> I love you, son. I'd like to think it's both. She just wanted to show up here and tell you. She knew that this was going to, she knew that this was going to be a big deal. She's like, you met your birth father and your birth mother. They're both dead. And it's the king's fault. I had to show up here just to just to say hi. And then she's like, she takes a moment to talk to the luminary and she's like, I love you, son. You know, I'm blah, 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 happy. And then she just like leaves. I'm like, cool. So you don't even say anything to Rab. So that clearly he didn't recognize you and you don't even take the time to recognize him. And you're just like, whatever. I'm out with Erwin. She's got places to be, man. She's like, you suck, bro. You didn't even remember me. I'd like to think that Rab was out there talking to her this whole time. He's like, oh, by the way, the luminary's in there. He may die forever, but hopefully he'll get his powers back, even though we have no idea what's going to happen. I guess we just have to sit out here and wait. On some level, like from a party perspective, they do an awful lot of just sitting around waiting for the luminary to do something cool eventually. It's true. The Luminary's constantly just getting wailed on, and everybody else is just like, eh, he'll be back, just give him some time. Yeah, everybody is just like, okay, let's just sit around and wait for the Luminary I'm, again. I'm, I'm oh, sure he gets, fine. he gets sucked into a void, he'll figure it out, we've done this before. Oh, that's his dad, this is something he's gotta do on his own. No, I could've really used your magic back there, I mean, I couldn't have, because I just wiped the floor with everything. And that creature didn't even stand a chance. But I mean, realistically, like, maybe don't send the person who's supposed to be the most important person in the world or whatever into danger by himself constantly. Especially when he doesn't have the luminary powers anymore. But, oh man, it's time to get your powers back because um, they mentioned your powers like 10 minutes ago, so immediately you've got to get them back. Yeah, you're right. It's very uh, instant gratification. And this isn't the. This isn't going to be... The, the first or the last time that there's instant gratification. Yeah, this game... It's a common theme with this game. <laughs> this game it has a lot of trouble foreshadowing beyond, like, an hour ahead. It's like, oh, we were hoping that you'd forget about that from all the monsters that you fought. And like, no, I could have just went out and got Jade first and then come back and done this. But I think we got some time left, Andrew. Now we can talk about Jade for a minute. Yeah, this is something that we specifically wanted to make sure we talked about because there's I mean there's just no good way of saying it what we were talking about when we were talking about the switch exclusive content and complaining yeah it's that again but it's worse Andrew it it baffles me who made the decisions around Jade for this game because it seems like the developers and the people who are doing the story bard just completely just didn't even pay attention to each other at all. Because from a Jade standpoint, she's constantly saying, I don't like loot things. She's like getting mad at Rab for having his girly magazine. Yeah, so it's not like, even about her specifically. She just finds the entire concept uncomfortable. Exactly. Except the developers are like, okay, well... This is the character get, that gets all the sexy type attacks. This is the character that gets Puff Puff. This is the character that's going to do all yeah. the lewd stuff it, in the entire it game. It could have been Serena, who doesn't seem like she would care at all. But no. Even though 
Jade specifically mentions in all of her dialogue that she doesn't like it. Yeah. And so it's the game really needs to, well, not just needs, needed to a while ago, either have her have some kind of personality change and grow to accept it where it became way less uncomfortable or not done this. And because it's not even just combat stuff, it's like the side quest we talked about with the old man who wanted the costume. It's the Booga stuff, which she's still wearing that outfit and gets to, because she's like possessed now. So she gets to crank up that stuff that would obviously make Jade uncomfortable by a lot. And the, we talked about this earlier when we, when we got to this part before we were recording and the whole time, all I could think of, and I know you agreed with me, was on from Persona 5 because they pulled the exact same thing with her in that game where she talks about like her entire character arc is about how she doesn't want to be like how she doesn't feel comfortable with the fact that people treat her a certain way just because she's attractive. And then the game gives her, you know, this cat suit with the cleavage cut out and, oh yeah, you're going to, she's going to have to go do all these situations that specifically make her uncomfortable because it's the only way to progress. And it's not even just the cat suit with cleat, like it's skin tight, like leather bound cat suit. So, so they put her just like before. They put her in this bunny girl outfit that's basically a swimsuit with stockings and bunny stuff, and and, and and it's one of, if not the most sexualized imagery in the entire game. So, yeah, certainly so far. It's, I mean, it's the same outfit that she had in the Switch thing when Booga forced her to wear this outfit. But Except that one was blue. But I was about to say, but she's also like got this possessed angle now. So she's talking in a much more suggestive manner and things like that. On top of that. Which, oh no. He said he turned her into a monster. Yeah. Which is apparently as he turned it, all of the other girls into like succubus monsters. B- but Jade was the only one who got to, you know, actually keep her form, which was interesting. Oh, because he, that was his favorite pet. So it, it seriously was like Jabba the Hutt. And Leia Organa, except at least except Leia, she was possessed to do whatever. He right, wanted. I was about to say at least Leia so in the movie still worse. had the ability to resist. <laughs> so it's even worse. And you yeah. know what really, really makes me angry, Andrew? You show up to Octagonia, you beat her up, you immediately get in a fight with Booga, and it's over. It's maybe. 10 minutes of content. Right. I mean, there's a bit before then, if you hadn't already been playing in the casinos where you can go and you have to get into the high roller room because there's casinos in Octagonia now and you do that by, you know, buying some prize that's extremely cheap and it's super obvious that these tokens that you're winning can't possibly last for long because, like, it's almost impossible to lose. Like, I played once. And I wound up sitting there for like half an hour going through all the free spins I got off of the one time I played. Uh, Here's the thing. So from my perspective, that's my normal experience with regular slot machine. There's this one slot machine that is just like cracked in my game. And it just every single time. That's how I hit the jackpot. I everybody heard it. Everyone's going to see. Everyone will have already seen the picture by the time this this goes up. (laughs) <laughs> I, assuming they're in our Discord. Right. The Discord, of course. Yeah. 
So like we we know like that's my general experience anyway. I didn't actually play any of the slot machines in here, so I had no idea that that's the experience you had. Because I at one point you're like you texted me so. I'm assuming you don't get to keep any of this stuff, right? And I was like, oh, man, I hope he didn't play for long because I didn't even... I'm going to guess no if you're winning that much because I didn't even know that, like, that was a thing. I actually got curious and specifically zoomed back to the other casino, but it was closed for maintenance so that you couldn't even spend all the ridiculous tokens you were getting. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, because when you defeat Booga, it it all all the coins go away. Yeah, all the coins you you just go back to whatever you had when you entered, which is fine. I had plenty of tokens then too because I, I certainly haven't played near as much as Chris has in the casino, but I've gathered a fairly sizable uh, collection of my own. I mean, I had like three million. Yeah, tokens okay, I didn't have I anywhere near that, but. I, I have so much tokens. I have like a couple hundred thousand, I think, after buying the prizes I wanted. I have so many tokens, man. Well, once you unlock the roulette table in here, it's the, the game's just, it's it's over. It's just over. But yeah, so getting into the high rollers room, yeah, you did this fight with Jade, and then you immediately fight Booga, and yeah, that's it. After all this, she doesn't even get like an arc the way the other characters did. Like, Sofondo has his thing that, you know, because even without the Switch content, Sofondo is, you know, you get information about Solando, what he was doing, you get to help him with something, etc. Same with Rab, you go help him, like, being proactive and stuff, but if you hadn't had the Switch content that showed her going here and trying to fight, it would literally just be like, okay, so she just immediately got captured and couldn't do anything unlike the rest of the party. And it's the same for Hendrik, because Hendrik gets this whole redemption arc, this whole section, and talk about the most, so... Let's just talk about that fight for a second because it gets in there and one of the first things she does is she sexy beams for me, specifically Hendrick. And then it's like Hendrick gets this big old grin on his face and it's like, ew, he literally, he was basically like a second father to this girl. Actually, I'm pretty sure she was older than them. Or no, she wasn't because she was a baby. So he no, would have been a big brother. Hendrick. Like yeah, they yeah. grew up together and like I, I guess on some they, level they, he grew up to protect her or whatever. Yeah. But like the last time Hendrick would have saw her was when he was a child. Other than fighting than the time when he tried to kill her. And so it's like, oh cool, this is not gross at all. Hendrick is clearly like a brother to her from what I could tell. And then she does it on Rab and it's even more like, I get that that's just like, that's just what her thing is in the party. But when the only four party members you have are the hero, the Hendrick, Silvando and Rab, then she's going to do sexy time moves on all of those people. And it's just like super uncomfortable. It was so disgusting. Because I'm like, they seriously, it's like they intentionally was like, ha ha ha, she doesn't like it. Let's literally make her do it. All and the that's time. De absolutely deplorable and gross. Yeah, it was extremely uncomfortable. And on the, on the one hand, like, I'm extremely annoyed that she barely got any content because we said the same thing about it in the Switch version, how short hers was too. 
But on the other hand, if we had gotten more content, it probably would just make us even more uncomfortable because it'd be the same thing, but more. They could have given her more content in the Switch version, and it could have been her, like, before Octagonia going around and saving people. Yeah. And it would have been so much better because then at least they would have shown Jade to be, like, the the awesome freedom fighter that she was at the time. Actually, you know, participating in some capacity and not being... And I'm really worried because, you know, and we it have seems Veronica all the and women Serena. are getting the shaft because say. we don't even know where Veronica and Serena are. Are they going to be in trouble like too? They're just gone, apparently. I'm assuming they're in Arborea, but all the women in this game have just gotten the shaft completely. Like, all of them are just gone. Yeah, it's, it's not great. Jade gets five minutes of, hey, you're back. Eric gets this whole subplot. Yeah, which, which we'll be going into next week, and Eric's subplot's probably the most elaborate of all of them so far, but we, we had to kind of include these other things because there really is so little to talk about with Jade because it's so fast, which is terrible. It just, it is so unbelievably, now we did, okay, I will say, Andrew, from my perspective, I did not talk about a bunch of other crap before. To extend the episode, that was not my intent. I literally got sidetracked because <laughs> well, I mean, I'm tired. It's not like you don't get sidetracked on a regular basis. That just is how this goes. I'm just saying, because it's not like I didn't have pl- uh, plenty of other things to talk about if we didn't have enough for an episode or whatever. But like, I knew I was going to spend a lot of time on this whole Jade stuff in general because I am so disgusted by what they've done with her character. It is, I mean, not to imply that this game is perfect or whatever. For the most part, I've really I've enjoyed my time with it. But the way they've treated Jade has consistently been very aggravating. Well, it's not just aggravating. It's, like, disgusting. Because it's, it, on some level, it has to be intentional. They're like, ha, 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 she doesn't like it. Let's make her. That's just, that. I have a real problem with that. That's just it, it, gross. It also colors a if lot of this. they're going to force you to have the sexualized character, at least make it a character like, if you're going to force fan service on people, at least have it a character that, like, that's their thing and they don't mind. Yeah, and it makes the stuff with Rab even more uncomfortable because it's not, because that's what the devs are. The devs are the people with the creepy magazines and, you know, the d- design Jade this way and who knows what kind of uncomfortable things there. Like, it, it makes that whole bit even skeevier, too. It really does. And it's just, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, this is so just gross. Because then at the very end, Jade's power up is basically turning into a succubus again somehow. Because she basically, once you free her from Booga's spell and all the other people turn back to normal, including her, she now remembers everything that Booga has done. And she goes like Super Saiyan, turns back into the monster, and she's like, everything that you put me through, and then like, off screen, what I have to assume is like, kills the guy, because he's dead after that point. Oh yeah, and again, very uncomfortable implications there, because yikes. Seriously, man, it just, it's so, I, I am so angry with what they have done to Jade's character. I, I I don't know how I'm going to move past it at this point because it's really putting a huge tarnish for me on this entire game. Because then immediately after that, 
Hendrick is like goes up and he basically he's he's got the stutter apology like I'm really sorry about everything and Jade's like oh I guess I'll have to give you a spanking and then she's and like, then she's like oh, oh don't kidding. worry I was joking and and like is this supposed to be her coming to accept this part of herself I mean maybe but it still feels really weird after everything else we just did considering the fact that like even if that's how she she's come to terms with it. It's literally the worst possible way. Yeah, it it's not good. I know Chris got to this part before me, and he, he was just texting me about how, oh boy, is he mad? He's going to have a lot to talk about. And I so really I, just... And so I immediately knew to prepare myself for some terrible stuff. I got to be honest, this is really putting a huge damper on the entire game for me. Like, in general, I've liked the game, but th- this is just like, come on. It, it, it's between this... And, like, everything in this entire game, it seems like every character is just a trope. And that isn't a huge surprise for, I mean, for a lot no, of stories. No, but it's, but, like, the trope in the worst possible sense. No, I, I don't disagree. I was about to say, like, dragging... I, some, I think, are I think more so than others, but... Yeah, like, especially, again, like, Jade and Rab have been really uncomfortable and really unfortunate tropes that suck anyway. And it's like, this is the person that she was traveling around with for this amount of time. She was stuck with this pervy old man the whole time, from childhood to now. I don't know, man. I just, it, it for me, it puts a real damper on the entire game, especially because I really liked Jade's character. I mean, Jade is probably between, it's between Hendrick and Jade for my two favorite characters in this game. I'm, I'm, I figured Veronica would be really up there. I mean, Veronica's my, Veronica is a favorite character. I don't even see see Veronica anymore. She's gone. That's that's very true. She, she's be. not even like in the entirety of Act Two. Like I don't even see her anymore. And yeah, for which Jade wasn't in basically the entirety of Act One, but I don't even see Veronica. And I don't like Veronica because she's a child. I'm so angry about that. Oh, Veronica doesn't care about anything to the point that she's not even going to fix the fact that she's now a child. It's just there's so many things in this game that I'm just like, who made these decisions? Like, there's got to be somebody who who storyboarded this and was like, hey, maybe that's a bad idea. But then they like, it's that meme where they throw that guy out the window. <laughs> and all you have left is just like the skeevy pervs. It's like. So, so my three, you're, you're right. I do like Veronica because I like, I like Veronica's attitude. And after I get the cat suit and I put her in the cat suit for the rest of the game, Veronica will probably become my favorite character. But then it's just going to be her and either Hendrick or Jade as number two. Yeah. So do you have any? And it just, they, to me, it seems like they've done Jade so dirty. I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. I fully recognize how not great it is to put it mildly with the things that they've done with her more i mean some of the other characters i haven't always been super thrilled with some of the other decisions that have been made but pretty much everything they've done with jade since she's been introduced has been really unfortunate yeah whereas some characters it's apparently just a small section of hey maybe this i don't know maybe this wasn't the right decision last week but through the entirety of a game where you just basically dump on a character so far, 
I don't know, maybe she becomes the ultimate sexy character later, and then she's constantly, like, going around, flaunting around her, you know... But the thing is... wiles or whatever, but... The thing is, she probably will, but she'll still probably be complaining about it, because it seems like somebody decided that was part of what made her so cool. And... I'm not going to like it, even if they do that. I'm just saying that's probably what they're going to do after her whole spanking comment from from Hendrick. Yeah. Although, maybe that implies that she kind of has a thing for Hendrick, and so, like, no, nah, it's, it's cool. You're fine. Which then makes me feel bad, because I'm definitely going to choose Jade at the end of the game. <laughs> so it's like, I'm kind of doing Hendrick dirty as well. I, I'm throwing two characters under the bus, Gemma and Hendrick, but you know, whatever. Cause I will say on some level, it kind of may, it, it maybe it was kind of setting up for those two to get together. Although on some level that would be a little weird because I mean, sort of, but at the same time, like that's literally what happened with the luminaries parents. And I can see that being a thing. Like if you're growing up, you know, guarding somebody you would probably naturally become close. That is a pretty good point. The only thing I would think that it might be a little weird is I'm pretty sure he was like 10 or something when he was maybe, I don't know how young they have kids pick up swords in this game. Maybe nights at like five, they're picking up swords and they're swinging them around, but he seemed to be kind of older when she was a baby, but I don't know what the nuances are in this game, you know? But after this unfortunate episode, uh, hopefully next week we can be a little more positive about some things, but... Spoiler alert, we won't. Uh, I mean, we'll be more positive about some things, but other things... <laughs> Act 2 sucks, man. Yeah, Act 2's been real rough in general. Act 2 sucks. For now, that's going to do it for Video Games Cover to Cover. As always, you can find us on our email or via Twitter, or on our Discord server, and the information will be included in the episode description. Uh, as a reminder that we mentioned last week, we do have a webpage now that we're still working on getting stuff set up for, but you can go, and it is there, and things will be showing up as we have time. I am the Luminary!